Hi, middle of the afternoon to you. I just woke up after drinking all day. But you listen to these two brothers, McKay, and they'll be teaching you about some comic books. Mr. Matt is going to talk about some fantastic two and a halfs, two divided by four, something like that. And the Tonster, well, the Tonster, he's going to talk about, uh, I, I've been drinking too much. What were you talking about again? I was talking about some verses, and I can't even do this, this properly. Oh, the only reason he decided to pull out the dialects is because Tony is so god-fucking-awful at it. And he still got awful at talking. Damn it, I can't even keep it straight. <laughs> All right. Pronouncing so, words in, in English. So enjoy, join us for episode 307 of Drunk on Comics, titled Toys Aren't Us. Celebrating one part of our heritage, the Irish side. Yeah, but don't we celebrate that every day? Yeah, it's pretty much true. But everyone else is celebrating it with us. It's that's just true. an excuse for alcoholics to to be able to be drunk in the streets. It really is. In Ireland, they don't even. I mean, it's a it's a feast day. The the Catholics celebrate it as ah, St. Patrick's Day. Yay! But I I I did a giant. Uh, post about how it is P-A-D-D-Y if you're going to abbreviate it. Not P-A-T-T-Y. T-T-Y would be the short for Patricia. Yes. So it's a girl's name like Peppermint Patty from <clears throat> from Charlie Brown. Yep. And no Irishman would call a Patrick a Patty. No. Or in other senses as well, a beef patty, a burger. So... No, the they, more, they didn't the have enough. You know. They didn't have enough uh, beef uh, to have patties. <laughs> That's true. They said potatoes. A potato patty. Oh, a potato patty. I pretend it's potato and a point. Mm-hmm. You know, my uh, my high school English teacher would have really fun phrases for vocabulary, and potatoes and a point was one of them. So they're so they're so poor they couldn't even afford salt. So you'd have a potato and you'd point to where the salt was <laughs> to pretend like there's salt on it. Potatoes and a point. That, the more you know. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we survived. Our livers are a little upset. I didn't. I honestly didn't think I was going to survive today and record this week, but was able to. Uh, Lynn's being out. Uh, Matt is here to uh, Ahoy. help me steer this ship. <laughs> I know I can't do it myself. <laughs> I think we're both swabbing the poop deck here. And <laughs> we're all, who's driving this thing? That's true. Um, I will say, as what we've been kind of starting off each of the last couple of weeks, with some new numbers from Black Panther, just because I Why get not? excited whenever <laughs> I see. Um, it took a, in for domestic this past weekend another $27 million. It was the number one movie this past weekend again, so it's the fifth consecutive weekend. Um, the last time this happened was uh, way back at Avatar, when they also had a, a long... I think they went... The, the Avatar, the uh, the Native American story? Or yes. Avatar, The Last Airbender? No, what is The Last Airbender? That movie was never made. Because that movie... Did, uh, yeah, is that the M. Shana, M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, it was yeah. not a movie yeah, okay. that anyone should talk about. Just like Wolverine Origins. <laughs> Just like that. 
Um, it also worldwide took 57 million, which brings its total to 1.18 billion. Yeah. Um, that has now surpassed uh, Captain America: Civil War. Okay. And it's now the number one or number fourteenth all-time movie. It's it's kind of amazing how when we were growing up, when they would do superhero movies, the studios would be like, well, we're not going to really give you that much money or anything to make these movies because they're going to kind of flop. But now that they actually give them the budgets they need to do the special effects and arguably that they have some decent writers who aren't doing crazy over the top in every way when they do a superhero movie. It's amazing how uh, you know lucrative they are like and profitable they are. It's kind of like people knew that they were good characters or something and people would like movies about them. What, what lucrative now or just Yeah, lucrative now cuz in the past they were kind of like oh, we're going to throw some lucrative. It's just that they didn't take the gamble to they didn't It's all freaking money metrics and Someone has to take a chance on some things for them to finally see, oh, there's money to be made. Mm-hmm. And none of them will, will do that anymore, and that's what's killing the movie industry. Now, granted, they got a plethora of ideas that have already been proven because they got the sales numbers to prove it. Yeah. Before, it would have happened. It's just, I don't think they had, to be honest, they couldn't have made it in the 90s. They didn't have the technology. To do, it would have come off poorly, and they would not have made as much money because you have a man in an iron suit that, well, it doesn't too expensive like to make him fly, and too expensive to shoot lasers. Yep, out of it. and it looks like it's a tin can. It it wouldn't have would have worked. Um, having a giant green person, no, they would have painted a a giant Lou Ferrigno in green, which worked at the time in the eighties, but. A giant blockbuster movie, it would not be. I guess. I guess we did need the special effects to catch up to us. But still, there was plenty of comic book movies or things based off of comic books. They just did poorly in the past. That's because of how shitty they look. Masters of the Universe, like no, Masters of the Universe was it was a gem. Okay, Masters of the Universe did a good job with it. Don't don't you be knocking on Masters of the Universe. For as much as I love that movie, rewatching it, I realize how much I hate that movie because it is not. Look at the look at the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Those were fucking awesome. Those were great, and they didn't need a ton of special effects and stuff. That's one of the reasons why Michael Bay sucks. Well, Well, again, though, too, that's because they could do a movie about ninjas that could be practical effects. When you have superheroes that shoot laser beams out of their eyes, you can't really do a practical effect of laser beams. That's true, but you could they could have done a good Captain America before this. Well they tried. <laughs> and we all know how that happened as well. I still still want to find that Fantastic Four movie that they made in like all they're trying to erase clips, the two clips that they're online. Trying to erase the existence of it. Anyways, well good for Black Panther. Keep going strong. Wakanda forever. Yes, Wakanda forever. All right, so I want to talk about um, verse versus vs vs vhs. Uh, it'd be vs uh, okay. versus because that's pretty much what this uh, is about. It's funny Tony wants to talk about <clears throat> vs instead of his normal bs. 
<laughs> Funny. We, we really need that third person here to laugh <laughs> at my jokes. Yes, because I'm not going to. Damn it. Um, script by Yvonne uh, Brandon and art by Isad Ribic. Color by Nick Clean. And one of the reasons why I, wa- I was looking at this because of the art. Yep. I mean, Isad is is amazing in his style and and what he does. And when you first start off, it's like you see a planet and then it just gets closer in there and then closer still until you get to the battle that's going on. And obviously when you pick up a book that's verse versus you would see that there's going to be some sort of conflict. You assume that there's going to be people fighting each other, somebody versus somebody. And it holds up true. So it's not a misdirection. (laughs) No, not at all. Very nice. In fact, this is gladiators okay it's very the first issue is very confusion the second issue that just came out this week explains a lot more and and it really i like this world that they're building but they should have explained it i know that you want to always kind of be mysterious sometimes you don't want to give everything away you know when you're writing a book they really could have explained it a little bit better. But then again, too, you're going to go into it thinking, oh, this is a real war book until you start seeing penalties and timeout and let's go to commercial sure. break. Yeah. And you're like, what the... F-? Like, you're taken out of reading to be, oh, there's the, you know, 180 switch and what's going on. And So you got to set that up for our listeners, too. So these, these fights are gladiatorial space battles type deal. It's kind of like playing Halo... But with real people, real soldiers. And I almost am trying, because they haven't explained it enough yet to see if these are actually planets that are at war that maybe they send their best to do battle in this arena compared. All mystery to me within the realm of this book. But as what I am getting is, yeah, they are people that sign up that want to go and battle on behalf of their uh, districts. <laughs> and, and they have certain battlefields uh, even in the second uh, issue explaining how the weather can be changed because they set it up because whoever this overlord uh, being that is overseeing all this the producer probably yeah is pretty much uh, sets up how the next show is going to be uh, what's interesting is in this first issue, right before when you start to realize that this is kind of some sort of game where people are watching at home, there is a, the timeout for the commercial break when this team could have won cleanly. And they had them, but everyone had to pause for the three minutes for the commercial, in which case the other team could regroup. And our main man here pretty much got fragged and was then put into the hospital. Now, he was getting rebuilt bigger, better, stronger, faster. However, with that comes money. He is one of their favorites. Uh, His name is Flynn. However, you see in the second book when they're they're battling, there's a whole other person that kind of, when he's been out of the battle, kind of took over and in charge of this group. This is where you start seeing some more of the resources and how if they win this battle, they get something i don't even like understand they're what hungry it, people get food pretty much so it's not, that's how it seemed like how this all the mechanics stuff work i don't know 
but he lost his uh, sponsorship throughout it. And when losing his sponsorship, oh, they took his prosthetic leg. Took his prosthetic leg back, yeah. And it's like... That really, that kind of really sucked, that, like, the only reason, you know, we got you this leg so you can walk around again. Oh, but we're not supporting you anymore, so we're taking the leg back, too. Yeah, I kind of think, like, well, I want my money up front if you're going to be a sponsor. Yeah. Like, I want to keep my leg. Uh, Good news happens for him at the end anyways. Uh, He is still as popular than ever. But the battle scenes, it it, it kind of reminds me almost a bit of what I've read through Marvel books uh, with their space cosmic stuff. Even so much of, I would say, uh, the Black Order. I mean, just seeing these two different sides. And you have distinct uh, alien races within here. Um, in this first one, these other guys looked like they were... Cree. They're very blue. Well, not that, but even the bad guys like wearing the Spartan oh, helmets the and everything. Yeah. The next book has more of a... there. There's like a Taurus and there's like a bunny, so it seems like they were from a world of... Mutated animals. Yeah. Where some high evolutionary might have tampered with their genetic makeup. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take so many parallels of Marvel... But there are a lot of things that I just feel like that seems a little bit Marvel-esque. There is there's some inspiration coming from other things, the or Iron Spider Suit, or as a or it's just a matter of like there's only so many original ideas, and so everything else is a variation off that idea. But uh, yes, I don't want to say blatant ripoffs, but there is besides the Iron Spider Suit, there's another looking like an Iron Man type. Now, okay, any sort of robotic. Exosuit's gonna look a little Iron Manny, but as you even said, that you know, looking like the Cree, there's a part in here where the new chick that's taken over, she's she's talking to the group and saying how you know we gotta we gotta go, and her her mask, she's a ninja looking type person, and she's bad badass, so she's wearing all black, but when her mask comes over her face. It is very reminiscent of the spider suit, yeah, Venom symbiote going over the face. And I thought, is she going to turn into a giant monster? And I go, oh, okay, it's a little bit different. You're a, you know, Sub-Zero type ninja mask. But, yeah, the similarities in here. um, Well, it's, but, I don't know. I don't think it's a a negative for the book. Oh, no, no. Because there's nothing in there that's, that's trying to suggest it's... You got war. You got. You want to show future war. You want to show some unique weapons and stuff like that. You only got so many different ways of doing that. You have bio weapons. You have mechanical weapons. You know, and then you got some troops that so you, or tropes so you can figure out which team is which team, kind of like their uniforms. So you got guys that look like Spartans uh, or Romans, kind of type deal. And then you got the the animal people and stuff. So, I mean, I kind of get it, but at the same time, yeah, it does feel a little. Less well, I, than... I look at it as like they're they're Easter eggs. Like, yeah. d- did 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 Esad yeah. draw that that way? Because he, you know, it's a little homage to to his work over yeah. at Marvel. Um, I'm just waiting for a giant uh, hammer, <laughs> some lightning. Yeah, the uh, I thought it was a pretty neat book, and but one of the things that I thought was like, wait a second. I get that you have to take a sponsored break if you're putting this on time, but couldn't they just film it all 
live and then like, you know, give a two minute delay and then you could like edit in so you don't actually have to stop them from killing each other at the pinnacle moment. Cause it seems like that happened at least a couple times in that first book that we're about to, I'm about to make a big kill and oh, we're supposed to take a break. So this, this reminds me, this book seriously reminds me of this show, this anime that I've been watching called uh, Tiger and Bunny. Within that, and before getting into it, I was pre-warned that they talk a lot about sponsors and they wear them on their suits, these superheroes. And I was like, okay, at least going into it, I'm not as confused because I would have not having read this article on it. And it is a world where there are bad guys, but these superheroes are sponsored and they have like film crews going around filming them and have even said, nope, stop, we got to have a break. So almost like this, this story here, except for instead of putting two factions against each other, it is legit just some superheroes that are that need to get paid somehow, and they get paid by these people, but they then film it all and tell them, hey, you know, we're going to go a commercial break because we think that you can save them within the next three minutes, and it'll make it better TV. <laughs> and one of the guys even in that was like, this is dumb. I'm, I'm here to save people. Yeah. Good, good anime, by the way. You should check it out. This book, though, is pretty awesome. Glad it's out there. What's your favorite sponsorship with them? The one that looks like the Disney XD symbol? <laughs> yeah. that's So the program that is overrunning this thing is DX, and it shows up, pops up every now and then. It's fun reading this book because then it, it talks about some other little things like sponsorship here or blah, cherry, blah, blah. Yeah, here. Cherry Bomb Cola or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it's like... Not necessarily the narrator, but it will pop up every now and then of like starting in three, two, one, or letting people know there's a foul. But whenever the DX sign shows up, it looks just like uh, Disney XD. Um, I hope it's not too much like Disney XD because then they'll get sued. Disney. Oh shit! Yeah, I was gonna say yeah because this isn't a Marvel book. This is an Image book. So, yeah, I was gonna say this Marvel it would yeah. be perfect. No, nope, but yeah. Anywho, what do you got? Well, I'm kind of lame, but I did read a couple things, and one of the things I read was uh, Marvel 2-in-1, number four, which is odd that it, they're still calling it 2-in-1 instead of, like, half a four or something like that. <laughs> well, two a four, well, one half. One half. Two-fourths. No, I just call it two-fourths. You don't have to, you don't have to pull that that down um i'm trying to figure out who wrote it and did the art for it because i'm lame and i don't have these things up right now um so and here it is the writer was chip zadarsky artist is valerio schnini how'd you get an n in there I don't know, because the art of how they drew their name in there on, on the title page. S-C-H-I-T-I. How do you get an oh, N in there? Because it looks like an N, the I-T. Anyways, because um, my eyes don't work. And Frank Martin did colors. Uh, anyways, so the Torch and the Thing uh, found out last issue that they're both losing their powers, not just the Human Torch. And that's because the... Cosmic radiation. That well, it almost seems like they they they're drawn together. Like they need yeah. to be next to each other. They need to be to... close to each other. It's like the force. It's an energy field that binds them and connects them. So they're cosmic <laughs> the radiation. The force. So the so they're both going to lose their powers. 
um, here pretty soon if they're not able to find Reed and Sue. So that gives more urgency for finding them. Um, but it's neat because uh, in Ben's mind, he's pretty sure that they're already dead. So he's kind of like, this is a fool's errand, but you know, at least we'll go out exploring to the end. Um, and they have a new, a big brainy person, uh, Rock, Rachna. Is that how do you say your name? I don't know. Rachna, R-A-C-H-N-A. So, anyway, she's a, a brainy scientist who's good at giving people their powers back, um, and she seems to have her own ulterior motives for coming with them across the multiverse. Um, so yeah, so they go to an alternate universe, and in that alternate universe. Ben is already dead. Of course, it's not going to be... Yeah. I mean, they thought that's where their universe... Yeah. They're going to find him. Like, there's no effing way they find him in the first universe no. they go to. Yeah. What's going to be different? What's going to be effed up? Are they going to be the bad guys? Something's going to happen. So, they find out that uh, Thing died originally when Galactus showed up. And that sent Reed crazy and trying to destroy Galactus. And in the end, because Reed couldn't think straight, Galactus was going to win, except that Doom had learned this little trick of switching minds with people. And so he made a machine so he could switch minds with Galactus, and Doom becomes Galactus. <laughs> so that's a pretty fun universe, I suppose. The uh, If there is a universe. If there is a universe, it, it ends with... Uh, Saying that, well, Doom made his promise that he wouldn't devour the Earth, but it looks like he's eaten just about everything else in the in the that universe. So they picked a real winner to start with. Uh, two things that kind of felt a little like flawed with the logic here is they've got this multi-dimensional thing. No problem with that whatsoever. But that somehow it's difficult for characters in the Marvel universes to go to different universes as if somehow like the uh Rachna made it sound like it's impossible to do that well mr fantastic found a way no they go to alternate universes all the time that or they just alternate secret wars timelines or something it's it was... harder now even though it's not yeah it's harder now unless america she can punch holes through universes Versus... and go through yeah. there are other interdimensional beings it happens more often than I think. So that is. It's kind of like when Marvel said, oh, time travel is not going to happen anymore. We broke the time stream. <laughs> and then time travel is happening as normal. So I don't like the stakes of it so, being so difficult. I don't buy that very much. Um, and, and I'm feeling like, oh, this is going to be like a sliders book. They're going <laughs> to, at the last <laughs> minute, have to get uh, gather up everyone who needs to leave again. They split up for some dumb reason, and now they'll have to find each other. Moments before, like, the whole thing comes collapsing down on them, and they jump to another place, and that'll be the wrong place, too, and we'll see how long we can keep it up. But uh, really, I want to be like, no, when they're in the multiverse, the intersection of all the multiverses, that's where Reed is. He's not on in any of the other universes. He's in the space between all the universes. And so I'm sure they'll, hopefully they'll find him eventually. But it reminds me back to the, was it Marvel Legacies number one, when they're previewing all the things that are going to happen in their books. And Valeria and uh, Franklin were like, we're going to go explore different universes. And they're like off on their bikes and going around. I feel like they're the ones that are going to end up finding intersections. Oh, yeah, that's what I believe those yeah. are the two. I don't see them having uh, Reed and Sue come back yet. Mm -hmm. 
But I find that it's going to happen sooner than later. Probably when uh, Fox and Disney announce that they're going to make Fantastic Four movies together, do you think? Or that Disney will be able to make them uh, under Marvel. But that's the only thing I can think of. But no, it's it's still a good book. I'm still interested in it. I love the fact that Doom uh, is still a pivotal part. The Mad Thinker is trying to uh, take on the role of Reed Richards since he's gone. Just the way that uh, Doom has kind of taken on the role of Iron Man since Tony Stark is still gone. So, anyways, I'll keep reading it because it's it's amusing and uh, the the writing and the jokes still has the heart of a Fantastic Four book, uh, which is really nice. And uh, I would encourage Fantastic Four fans to read. See, we're always cynical with the synergy within the movies and the comic books now. Because it's been proven true time and time again. Um, one of the books I read this week, The New Mutants, uh, Dead Souls. It's a six-issue miniseries. Uh, Is New Mut- Does it sound like a horror movie? It, read, does it read like a horror story? Yeah, almost as if when... Because we all know that that movie's now been delayed a year. It's in limbo because of other certain stuff that it wasn't up to par. So that's not even coming out until next year. It was supposed to come out, uh, I believe, either this week or this month. So, mm-hmm. having a comic book that is highlighting the New Mutants seems like they had this planned a while ago, and that it's called Dead Souls. Automatically makes me think, okay, this is movie time. And then when you find out that this uh, group is paranormal investigating, they flat out say that, okay. This is definitely... Good one, Shaggy. <laughs> Did they have a new new mutant? Yes. Is Wolfsbane in there? Is Wolf, yes, yes. Wolfsbane's their, their, their scrappy. Or I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> the scrappy dude. When you see the group, they look nothing like they have been in the comic books for a recent Who, Okay, year. I see Strong Guy. I see... Richter, Boom Richter, Boom, Boom, Ileana, Boom. and Wolfsbane. And then some of the other group that oh, are... Hold on a second. How, what's Ileana's power level at this point? Because... You know, last time I saw Ileana, she was still the ruler of Limbo. Oh, she always have to... I mean, that's her other side when she goes there. Um, I I will say this, because everyone got depowered after Secret Wars, and she still is super strong, but they nerf her in other areas when she's on Earth, uh, mainly. Um, This whole first part of this movie, too, they started battling... Movie. Or, sorry, this book... They started battling some zombies, and I was like, all right, zombies are always cool with me. How how Magic ended up fixing the problem was genius in, in, in a way that I've never really thought that would just work. Uh, one of the guys, that they are working for uh, Hitachi uh, Enterprises, which is co-founded by Karma, uh, who is also a New Mutant. And they're kind of like the the heavy men, task force, and there was a hurricane, so they were down in like a New Orleans type area. So voodoo magic and everything. And she found out that one of the people that were down there uh, working on it stole a ring. She kept saying, give it back to her. Because they pulled out the soul from one of the zombies and it was this chick who was a witch in, in real life, and some grave robber took a ring from her, and that's why she was going ape shit and accidentally okay. raised zombies. 
moment this guy gave back the ring, so I was gone. I'm like, that was a simple way to... I mean, they battled some of them, but that yeah. was a simple way to get rid of the conflict as well as you had all these dead bodies from the hurricane that you kind of could just raise anyways. Very good writing. I will okay. say this for... I'm, I, I like where I see this going, even if I say it's a you know movie tie-in. But their looks, like I said, they look too much more what I feel trying to get what the movie was going to. This looks way like more like Maisie Williams than it does the, yeah. the before iterations of Well, they all Los look Bain. way younger. Yeah. Like, they're teenagers, and, like, Boom Boom has been around in the comics for years. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Ileana, I get that she's younger because she's kind of spends a lot of time in limbo, so time flows differently for her. But the rest of them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they all look definitely younger, and I will say this, I cannot stand, I'm going to critique the the art on it, Ileana's haircut, it is straight up bowl cut with like long, long hair going down the back. She has always had kind of the bangs, but it's just, it's not, I don't know, it, yeah. it, it doesn't. Doesn't look like a ruler of, of one of the levels she, of... She's Russian. She really doesn't care about what her hair looks like. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> um, I do also want to quick say uh, Sideways number two was amazing. I won't give away all that happens, but we finally got to know the giant uh, time-space god guy that's uh, overseeing the DC universe. His name is Tempest uh, Fugonaut. And just Fuginaut. like just like how there are the um, the and monitors that would observe the universe, he makes sure that when people are going in between the, the multiverses, they don't break shit. And mm-hmm. how he was still saying that uh, this young new superhero will break shit. So, uh, yeah, good book still. One of the, the newer superheroes that came out of the Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I also personally think teleportation is one of the coolest things in the world anyway, so he's Tempest got my vote. Fugonaut. Neat. Um, some cool things coming out of DC. Uh, they have another round of Hanna-Barbera crossovers. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, I think my favorite one really was the uh, Space Ghost and Green, <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, you didn't get to read that? That one was just... It just reminded me of the fact that Zorak showed up in Space Ghost. It was more it was more about remembering Space Ghost coast to coast than really caring about like Hal Jordan or anything <laughs> like that. It was just Space Ghost. Well, like some uh, there was the whole they originally did a Looney Tunes uh, crossover. Um, I think it was almost a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, and then they went to other Hanna Barbera ones. And through the Hanna-Barbera crossovers, there were some full-on Hanna-Barbera series that also happened. Um, Some that are still ongoing. Uh, The Scooby-Doo Apocalypse is still ongoing. Future Quest um, is ongoing. They have the Jetsons. I mean, that's a mini-series. These other ones are legit ongoing until they get done with them. They had the Wacky Races, which from there had Dastardly Muttley. Again... There is some prime uh, stories here that yeah. that can be good. And when they do the crossovers too, you got to kind of look at it as it's an Elseworlds book. It's it's not in continuity. No, 
but it's, it's for fun. Yeah. It's for fun. It's to show different uh, ideas and different ways of dealing with things. And, you know, comic books back in the, you know, 50s, 60s, when they're 60s, 70s, when these uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoons were uh, first coming out, the superheroes were not that, you know, serious. They were pretty silly, kind of like the cartoon characters. So it's it's kind of interesting how the superhero genre has moved into a more serious direction and cartoons are still cartoons so see now uh out of the four that i've heard i'm gonna go in descending order of two of my favorite but the super sons and dynamut and that i forgot all about dynamut to tell you the truth yeah and that one makes perfect sense i almost feel like if they have their dogs uh ace and uh crypto crypto to join on into I just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like any book that's got Damian Wayne in it is like, who's going to get stabbed? <laughs> well, one of the great things, too, about these specials they had before is there were always two different stories. Um, at least with the Looney yeah. Tunes ones, especially they had a more DC-styled, uh, real-life type thing. Yeah. And then the backup comic was the same two characters, but in a... Cartoon, Looney funny Tunes universe yeah. type, uh, type way, or a humorous world, yeah. And uh, I do hope that maybe if the backup story is that, because then some of the other Hanna Barbera ones had just completely other. They had the main story of whatever it was, and then they had another story that they wanted to tell that wasn't full fleshed out for yeah. a whole book. Um, just jokes, probably that the writers came up with when they were doing it. Like, oh, that would destroy the seriousness of this. But that's funny. Well, one of the best ones was the Elmer Fudd Batman. That's what I heard. Was like, who would have thought that that would have been? And how they made the you know the bad guys, bugs and everything in this A gangster noir. Yeah. It was that was really good. Uh, we have the Flash and Speed Buggy, which I I remember Speed Buggy a bit. I'm not too, you know, whatever. If there's yeah. a reverse speed buggy, then that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, that one's there. Uh, I There are two that I think are going to be my favorite, but I, I can't say which one. I, I think Aquaman and Jabberjaw might win it for me. I'm pretty sure Aquaman and Jabberjaw will be the best of all of them. Because <laughs> Just... he doesn't even need telepathy to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. He can just... You know, I, yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> sorry, just thinking of Jabberjaw. Yeah, and then uh, the other big one is uh, Black Lightning in Hong Kong Fui. What's amazing about it, though, is the potential cover art or the, the teaser image that they have of it has Hong Kong Fui in his, you know, crime fighting ninja uh, robes, but it's got Black Lightning with a big afro and a, a real 70s look. So it almost looks like a Heroes for Hire, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist team up. And I I do hope, part of me does hope that they will make fun of the Heroes for Hire in, in little jabby, pokey ways. Or that this is actually a Heroes for Hire book that is worth a damn. So I always loved Hong Kong Fui when uh, he would always try to do stuff and it didn't ever work. And his uh, little cat uh, sidekick would always save the day. Yep. Or when he was the mild-mannered whatever... Uh, Janitor? Yeah. Yeah, those those shows were... They bring me back. Although most of them I can't hardly remember except for the, like, the theme song. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hong Kong Fooey. Number one super guy. <laughs> uh, you know what will bring you back? 
What? Because it's only a memory anymore. Toys R Us. Aww. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> I don't want to no file one, for bankruptcy. <laughs> and no one in America will be able to ever say that again. Toys R Us is officially going out of business in the U.S. Other places, like in the U.K. Um, and around the in Canada, they are still going to have their retail box shops. But they are closing every single store in America. They had tried to reach a deal where they are closing about 180 of their 500 stores. However, that didn't come through. There are probably going to be some massive sales. But this is going to hit a dent in collectors, people that love toys. Pretty much a big segment of the population that buys retail products. See, it I makes don't... up 15%. Toys R Us makes up 15% of the toy market. Okay. That's a huge chunk. That is a big chunk. I think collectibles and stuff might be able to go to other types of stores. You know, like specifically comic book stores or, you know, gaming model shops and stuff. Well, do they have that huge of a selection, that huge of a choice? Well, but I mean, look at, you know, we go to Meyer a lot and you get, Meyer's got a decent toy section. No, they don't have everything that they would stock at Toys R Us. But now with the internet, I mean, online shopping, yeah, I can get any of those things. There's a Lego set that I didn't see at Meyer. I could easily just go onto the Lego website and order it directly. If there was, uh, you know, a superhero toy, I can get it on Amazon, right? So. Yes, but this also affects not only you the purchaser but the people that are putting these things up on on the shelves hasbro and mattel have both seen i believe a nine percent and an eight percent decrease uh since hearing this news and when this makes up i believe 20 percent of their sales mm -hmm. where's where are they going to make that money from and if they're not making that money sure they're still going to have stuff coming in from the meyer and the walmarts of the world are they going to then invest in other toys are they going to do the tried and true this one is always sold so we're going to make this barbie doll again well you know i'd say the quality of some of the toys i've seen at least from hasbro and stuff has gone way down i mean look at transformers the transformers in our youth were really cool toys they were well put together they how you how they transformed were like puzzle boxes and stuff they were fun a lot of the transformers that are out there now are just crap they're like, oh, I fold this thing in half, and now it's something else. Uh, and you have to pay premium dollar to get the actual toy that is good. And I've seen that a lot with the, the superhero stuff. Uh, you know, you get the arms. You got these giant, like, 10-inch dolls that my kid has. But all they do is they move in the shoulder, and they move in the leg, and it's just this stiff superhero. I'm like, where's the articulation, huh? Where's the posable action dolls? Uh that's that's what you know types of toys I want, and I usually don't see those at the toy store, anyways. True, very so, true. I don't. I I just feel like the toy. It's just a change in how people are going to get their toys. Not necessarily that people are going to get less toys. I, well, yeah, but when you don't have competition, what tends to happen is stagnation. Well, no. Well, yeah, stagnation too. But prices will increase. When a place has a monopoly, they can they can cut their losses if they know in the future their company could be a trillion dollars a year. But who's got a monopoly on toys then? Who's got a monopoly on sales space? Who's got a monopoly on 
the internet sales space. They say Amazon. Oh, really? I've never heard of them. I don't. Am- That's the one yeah. spot that everyone goes to. That's true, and it, because but, there are no box stores to but go to anymore. Also, it's the prices though have been traditionally cheaper on a lot of Amazon products than I would get at the store. Until the competition is choked off, and then they can charge what they want because there's only one space to get them. But there's not, because I could also get them directly from like Hasbro's website or Lego's website. or You you would hope. I but hope. when I'm still trying to find a fucking Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> because they're sold out everywhere, and Amazon is the only place to get it, besides eBay as well, which is also astronomically uh, increased in price... I'm fucking pissed still, man. How much is the how much are they going for? It was supposed to be a hundred and hundred dollars. Okay. Uh I'm not finding them any less than two hundred. Okay. That's just a bit too pricey for me. Well, and that's just that's a lot of times people buying them and reselling them right away, like It'd be awesome if there's a store I could go to and Oh, there it is on the shelf. No, but you wouldn't be able to get it from the store because some guy that doesn't have a job except to buy collectible items would have gone there and bought all of them from the store. You would think that, but I have found many a uh, legacy product of Power Rangers exclusively at Toys R Us. I'm, I'm sorry that your toy collection is going to get a little bit smaller. Yes. Tony. I was going to say, don't talk to me about toys. <laughs> I buy more than you do, and you have kids. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, Well, I'm sorry for your loss. My condolences. Well, speaking of Amazon, I think they can afford the cost of $500 million for the first two seasons of the Lord of the Rings show because they kind of have it. Um, That's how much they're saying that the TV series uh, is going to cost. Are they going to film it all in in Middle Earth? (laughs) That's that's a shitload for a TV show. It is. How many, like, did they say how many episodes per season? So what does that Uh, come down to per episode like? There's been a lot of uh, questions regarding what this is going to be about, uh, where in time it's going to be. Pretty much the only info that we know now is is the cost. Okay. And we now know that there are two seasons that are going to be filmed at least, and it's based on The Lord of the Rings. Um... Not much more is known, and that's the big thing that's been really bugging me because I want to know if this is going to be pre-Lord of the Rings, if they're just calling it Lord of the Rings because that's what people know in their heads as the big epic. If it's side stories of people doing stuff, like, there's really only so much magic and elves and stuff doing stuff, and they're kind of at the main battle. Yeah, but look at the video, but look at the lore that's come through, like, the Shadows of Mordor games, right? Like... Those were fun games, but I guess they were tailing the quest with the ring and not taking it over. But. Well, that's why I don't want to see a remake of the ring you know, yeah. going, but I, I feel it's it's hard to when you have, okay, they're the main heroes, but you didn't really see any other big, uh, or hear of any other big ones when you're reading the books. Well, yeah, it'd have to, it'd have to be something closer into like the Cimmerillion or like the First Age or the Second Age where there were these bigger battles and you could have these heroes. I mean, it could be the Epic of Gilglad, you know? Because I just feel that if they, if they all of a sudden come out of nowhere, well, there was a, a huge battle up north fighting two dragons and stuff. Tolkien would have put that in the book. Yeah, Tolkien was kind of a, a notes-heavy kind of guy, so... So, yeah, I, nowhere in that had any bearing on Mordor or anything, so that's where I'm trying to figure out 
<clears throat> where this takes place. Yeah. Well, uh, just put it in perspective, you said it was $500 million for two seasons. Um, a single episode of the sixth season of Game of Thrones was around $10 million to produce. So, what, they had about 10 episodes? So you're looking at $100 million for one season there of Game of Thrones. God, that's a waste of $100 million. For the sixth <laughs> season? <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, that is so. Then you're talking about about two and a half times as much, assuming that they'll do something like a ten episode season for the Lord of the Rings thing. So, eh. um, even though, as we said, Toys R Us going out of business, yes, at least we can get Funko Pops at other uh, places, especially <sighs> comic book stores, with the new Jeff Goldblum uh, sexy shirt. Uh, Funko Pop that is coming out. I don't really like Funko Pops. I do want to get the Lion Cat from Saga. This pose and how many times it's been mocked of him just like when he was sitting on on the the big cushioned bed and with his shirt half open. It's worth this, it. This one's going to sell out fast. Ooh, and then collectors are gonna jack up the prices online. <laughs> of course they will. All right. Anything else newsworthy for the week? Yeah, there's tons of shit for news. Oh. And we still have, like, a ton of time to talk about it. Oh. Um, yes, there was... Uh, there's been speculation about Captain Marvel for some time, especially with them starting the movie... We're talking um, Marvel's Captain Marvel, right? Not not DC's Captain Marvel? Yeah, DC's Captain Marvel, well, as... We know is... Formerly called Shazam. That has been started filming... There's been set pics of it. it. Looks kind of goofy as as a man child would be. Um, I think that's looking stunning. I think Captain Marvel is looking stunning. Marvel's Captain Marvel is looking stunning too. However, everyone thought she's gonna show up within the Infinity War, and then their mo- her movie that's gonna come out later on would be her prequel. Her you know you don't need to have everyone fleshed out. That's gonna be an Infinity War. They're now saying, yeah, they actually did film some scenes, but they were cut. I find this to be bullshit. I, I don't see how they would film some of her scenes and then actually cut them. I think this is another red herring. People actually figured out that, oh, she's going to be in the movie. Now she's not, but she really will be. Because the trailers, they speak. I, I know. I've, I've done so much to avoid spoiling uh, Infinity War by like avoiding seeing the posters and all that stuff, but I can't help it because everywhere I go, people are like wanting to tease about, oh, this is gonna be in the movie and this person's gonna be in the movie. I looked at Lego sets and I saw Corvus Glaive and uh, the suit, not Super Giant. Uh, who's the other Black Order chick? Proxima Midnight. Yeah. I saw them as Lego figurines. I go, well, I'm assuming they're in the movie now, and I'm like, damn it, why do I keep? getting these these like hinted spoilers at and stuff from promo ads. So I'm assuming you didn't see the latest trailer. Da, 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 da. No, I, I haven't watched trailers. No. Okay, well, let yeah. me explain to you. No, don't, don't explain to me. Go ahead, explain to me. But. All right, so a couple key things that this new trailer showed that actually had not been shown within any of the other ones. There is a what looks like a scene of a coronation of sorts of Thanos walking down with a little girl holding his giant hand. Most people are speculating that is a flashback of a young Gamora um, with him, which will be interesting to see 
that relationship and how he views her as he always pushed her to be kind of like the death killing yeah, daughter like him. and him and Nebula. And it'd be cool to see kind of maybe a young Nebula too. Cause they haven't even really, I think they teased her maybe once in one of the things, but there are a lot of fucking people in this movie mm-hmm. and the poster. I don't even think has half of everyone that's going to be in it. I know Ant-Man is, is missing um, as well as Wasp, but we know they're in the movie. Another big thing is, uh, it's kind of, uh, partly narrated with Gamora talking to Tony Stark about Thanos, and she says, you know, he could wipe out the universe with the snap of his fingers. Funny thing, that snap, you know, wiping out the universe, that is how it happened within... The original Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. And I'm assuming that is foreshadowing. Mr. Cochran got that blasted in my head forever that I always look at. Is this foreshadowing? Is this going to... Tell us something that's going to happen in the future. As I've always said, I think at the end of this movie, he's going to then finally get the Infinity Gauntlet and fuck things up. I think it will end with him snapping his fingers, go to black, and then the next movie will be picking up the pieces of whatever he did. If he wished some people dead, if he wished some people here or there. My thought is, you know, in the original time they fought Thanos, they were able to beat him. You know, Adam Warlock helped. But the heroes came together, they were able to overpower him when he was just after the Cosmic Cube. But with the Infinity Gauntlet, he loses because they they came up with the explanation that subconsciously he didn't feel like he was worthy to have all that power type deal. And they made it a flaw in Thanos himself. Well, the movies haven't had a chance to really give us a sense of who Thanos is, except that he's brutal, he's powerful, and, you know, and uncompromising. And so I wonder what they're going to do with the if they do let him get all powerful, all knowing, you know, become God, uh, how they can wrestle that away from him. So Well that was always the problem though with even though he could be all knowing, because he still had I mean, I don't I wanna say human brain, but you know, uh, eternal brain mm. he didn't have that that's why he, he always had his comeuppance too, is because he just he didn't think all the way through. No, they uh, they explained that as Adam Warlock told him he well, goes, no, you no, always I sabotage know, know, yourself. So, but I'm saying movie universe yeah. is a bit different, yeah. and and even then, some because everyone thinks uh, omnipotence is pretty much just or all knowing is you just know everything. Well, yeah, I could then have a Wikipedia entry in my brain when I, but I'm not going to automatically know what this superhero is going to do to me next. I don't see all future seeing. I see all now seeing. But if you had the power of infinity, you should be able to see everything because you can but see if through time and space. In that way, and... True. Well, if you had the reality stone, you could just pretty much alter reality as you saw fit anyways. Yeah. Except for the new one, which now you need them all to kind of work off each other. Where make the other a feedback ones, loop, yeah. You pretty much needed the power stone plus any of them and you were... God. God anyways. <laughs> No, I like I did like that in the new uh, Infinity ones that the they're powered by a different gem type deal. Like your control over your uh, soul is what helps you control the reality gem and things like that. It seems kind of neat. So right. there's been heavy movie speculation that this could be the first movie to surpass two uh, well other movies. I mean overall, but like well at the theaters two billion in its like opening couple weekends. I can totally see that. They already are killing it with the pre-sales. 
And I mean, yes, it will it will knock uh, Black Panther out of number one spot. In fact, there hasn't honestly been any big movies that have come out in the last couple weeks, which has helped than Black Panther. Yeah. Coming up soon, we got specific rim. Pacific Rim 2. Specific Rim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> specifically. That, rim, that is specifically there. And then we also have Ready, Ready Player One uh, at the end of this month. Both movies are going to probably do fantastically well. Might knock Black... Well, it will knock Black Panther down from number one. But Black Panther's still going to be making money yeah. worldwide. Um, and then we got Infinity. And then the whole month of May is... <laughs> well, we got Deadpool and yeah. Solo and... So I'm saying uh, so. Oh, we have the whole month of May. Yeah, we have the whole month of May, and so I, you know, I. It's a matter of like, I th- are people just gonna spend more at the movies, or are they gonna be picky and choose which ones they want? And I really then... don't remember being. I remember being kids and saying I want to go see that movie, but never needing to go opening day and really caring that much. Nor so opening much... weekend, I was happy, you know. Yeah, but more so even of how movies position themselves to have certain weekends, like. Usually there's not two big movies opening on the same weekend. There'll be a movie and then like some other handful of kid movies that yeah. weren't even on your radar anyways. I don't ever remember any of that growing up. Oh, well, that's about it for me. There's some Walking Dead stuff, and then there's also a New Gods movie that Warner Brothers is talking about doing, which, honestly, I think that would probably um, help them out a lot. If they did a new guys movie, before I mean, they do another Justice League and introduce Darkseid, yeah, possibly before they do a Thanos uh, introduction of the overall hierarchy. Oh, who are you copying now? Yeah, um, yeah, that's about it for me. All right. Booze well, book. speaking of the new gods, uh, I think our booze in a book this week. Uh, the book is Mister Miracle number seven. And in it, uh, they spend the whole time at the hospital because Big Barda's going to have her baby. Which does make me wonder, at the end of six, she said she was pregnant. So how much time has gone past? Has it been the whole nine months? Or is it like, that's how fast new gods <laughs> grow in babies? But um, we're going we're gonna to pop that together with a Pop Rocks Rocktail, which is blue Kurokawa uh, Kurakawa is that is that how we have to pronounce it on this show? Karako? Karako. <laughs> That's what you said it was. No, blue. Uh, no, I can't even say it the real way. Curacao. Curacao. There you go. Blue Curacao and Prosecco and Tropical Punch Pop Rocks. Um, the reason we're putting this together is the blue is to symbolize that it's a baby boy, and the Prosecco is to say it's all bubbly and happy, and the Pop Rocks are, you know there's going to be explosions coming up pretty soon. This isn't going to end well for Scott. Uh, but if you haven't been reading the uh, the run of Mr. Miracle, uh, I suggest you do, and when you're doing it, have a nice have a nice drink with it. A blue, a Pop Rocks, Pop Rocks Rocktail, uh, brought to you by Drunk on Comics. Uh, also, you could be a little bit insane while reading it too, because it is crazy. It is so good. Yeah, it's it's definitely building the mystery of what what is going on here. Do you uh, see that you got uh, Big Barda's real name? Yeah, Which big. Is checking it. Yeah, yeah her name, name is big. big. Like, last name is Barda. Barda. My favorite. She's not Barda. Barda free. She's My favorite part is that she invited the Furies, her like sisters from Apocalypse, 
to come for the baby. And even though they're at war with each other, they promise they're not going to kill each other. And this one lady's like, I have this knife. I'm going to use it to kill you, High Father. Because now I guess Scott's the High Father. Never saw him kill Orion, but apparently he's the High Father. And she goes, I'm going to use this to kill you someday. But I hear... On, on human earth, sometimes they have to cut the babies out of the mother's womb, and none of their human instruments will be able to cut her, so this will be able to cut it. <laughs> and so when the babies got the uh, umbilical cord got caught around baby's neck, he was able to use that knife to f- kill, you know, save the baby, and gives a knife back to her. He's like, hey, thanks, that, uh, that came in really handy. She goes, I, st- I will still use it to kill you someday. <laughs> and just, the, like I said, the absurdity of, like, having a baby, this is good. But at the same time, he's the high father planning a war with uh, Darkseid. And the Furies, some of his enemies are there. But everyone's playing nice because they're family. And, yeah, it's a fun book. Uh, it's a bit absurd right now. And I'm just waiting for that, that finale. It should be explosive. All right. Well, with that... Stay thirsty for more reasons to celebrate drinking. <laughs> Do we need any? Any day that ends with the letter Y.